Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Great to have you here again. Welcome. Today's topic is uh, is a fascinating one: how to connect in business and why it's important. It's uh, it's something that uh, I've been conscious of for so long, and really not come across anyone in my travels that I felt authoritative enough to be able to share this information with. But a couple of months ago, I met Therese Perdergian. Now, Therese is actually a chiropractor, but she has a passion way beyond chiropractic. And uh, I'm going to be talking to her today to make sure that you're um, informed about all the relevant topics involved in business and franchising. So great to be with you. Um, a quick reminder, have pen and paper ready, because I guarantee you, Therese is definitely going to give you some information you wish you wrote down. Um, and uh, uh, just to say that for our members who are listening, this will be a course in our in our vault available for you fairly shortly. So, um, Therese uh, is a chiropractor, speaker, and teacher. She's got an interest in connecting with people, um, and she does really passionately believe that connection and learning to connect with self is the first step to connect with your clients, your team and your business. Uh, she's one of those people who's exposed to business as a young child working in her family takeaway food business. <laughs> Great experience. And there she learned that structure and well-thought-out process was vital for the success of her family's business. Uh, she owned her own business. And very quickly, she's understood the importance of leverage and found that leveraging relationships with clients enable her to sell from one-to-one -one packages to teaching workshops, etc., etc. Um, has been fundamental. Therese also set up mission trips uh, where she leads chiropractors to Armenia, providing care and education to communities and orphanages. So that's that's her community contribution, which is which is fantastic to do. So, um, Therese, wonderful to have you here today. Brian, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. That, that's a pleasure. Anything I missed in my little intro there for no. you? It was fabulous. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. This is going to be fun. I know that. You, sometimes you can feel the energy in the room. <laughs> so uh, t tell me, why is connection so important in business? Can I, uh, you know what, can I start with a story? Can I start by sharing a story? Absolutely. Please okay. do. And this is um, with that community when I, when, where I go, yearly I go to Armenia to and take chiropractors there and we provide care to set orphanages and um, education to therapists. And one of the years, a few years when we went, um, I had a team with me and um, we, were, we were driving on in this province which we hadn't been to before. And it's like a really long winding road. It took us 11 hours to get there. You know, we get pulled over, they take our passports, they give it back to us. And, you know, all in time, I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't really know where we're going. Anyway, it turns out we're going to this particular province, which is a buffer zone. And there they tell me that a buffer zone is kind of like a little war zone, okay? So it borders Azerbaijan, which means that Azerbaijan are actually trying to take over that, that little area of land, and they can hit at any time. I had no idea about this, right? But there was a rehabilitation clinic there, which they really wanted us to go to. So as we get there, it's okay, we're foreigners as well and we're chiropractors, so no one really knows what it is that we do. Um, the gates are locked and um, the, 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 the caretaker comes out and I'm like, you know, hi, we're Therese, we're supposed to be here and nothing, wouldn't budge Brian. He's like, no, you know, not in. And I'm trying to explain who we were, what we did, why we were there, who sent us. 
nothing. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've got a team of people. I've got two of my mentors. And, you know, I've got people from Spain. I've got people from the United States. And I'm thinking, I've got people with me. I'm in what I've discovered a potential war zone. And we're not able to get in and do what we do and then get out of there quickly, right? So I'm like, okay. Anyway, then the actual, um, if you want to call it the, the headmaster, I don't know, he, he's the actual person who takes, um, the caretaker brought out the actual person who, looked, who, who looks after the organisation. And then I started speaking in Armenian to him. I'm telling him who we were and this man, there's no facial expression, nothing. And I was feeling so disheartened. Anyway, my friend Katina steps in. And just with her way of being, she did not even speak a word. She smiled. And then within less than 30 seconds, the gates were open. We were in and we were doing what we were doing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, Katina and I, we had the same outcome in mind. We were in the same situation. And she clearly had a very successful outcome. Okay? And so what she did in that situation right there, she was able to connect with that person. In my, I was trying to connect, whereas she stood in her vulnerability and she was able to connect. So from there, what I really learnt was connection is one of the vital things to make sure that we are actually all on the same page and we're working towards where we need to work towards. So that was my, that, that's, um, that's why for me connection is, is very, very important. Right. That's a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. I imagine it was a bit of a harrowing experience. Oh. <laughs> Look, we got out, we went in, did our thing, he loved us, and um, the, the, the headmaster, um, he's like best friends with Katina now, which is awesome, and we're invited back on a yearly basis, um, but yeah, it was a very, very interesting experience. Well, that's fascinating, it must have been quite a harrowing experience, so uh, having heard that story, you've given us really, the, the, I suppose, why connections are important in, in those circumstances, can you then relate that to why it's so important in business for us, Teresa? Yeah, can I can I give you another example with that, Brian? Please do. Yes, yeah, okay. the best way to understand it. So when I when I opened up my own business, which is my, um, my clinic, um, I had to really start off with what I had. Okay, and it's like um, you know uh, most people will do the same thing. You know, there's the same structures, and I went, how can I be really really creative with what I have? and allow my clients to really get where, you know, where I'm at, what I'm coming from and what, what my business message is right from the very, very beginning. And so as I'm, as I'm doing this, I thought about it and I'm like, you know what, I need to leverage what I actually have. And so first thing that I got was, wow, leverage is actually connection. And one of the things that I found in what I'm, what I do that, in fact, that this is the truth and unless that, and until we get that connection, we really don't really have that leverage. So that was the first thing that I found. And I actually want to go through process with you that I go through with my clients to really get that hone in as to why it is so important for that connection. And it starts off like this. It's really understanding what your clients need and what their wants are. And I think one of the things that happens is, uh, particularly for me in, in my field, I get a sense of, you know, okay, I get a sense of what's happening to them with what, you know, they're, they're talking. But then there's also that, that kind of like that voice that or the, with what they're not actually saying, right? So as what happens is, as they come in, they give me, um, we have a 20 minute consult, we chat, we and then I say to them, you know what? And this is where, um, listeners, if you want to follow along, I say, you know what? Tell me what your major problem is. And when I say this, they actually just stop. 
and everything, like the room goes silent and there's a different train of thought. They really bring in what their major problem is. And so what I do is I draw a circle on the left-hand side of the page and you can do it now. You can just write in what your major problem is. Yep, great. I can hear that pen there, Brian. So then... After that, I go, okay, and you know what, sometimes the major problem is really surprising that they didn't even think that, um, it's the first thing that comes into your mind and it can be about anything, it doesn't have to be about your body, it can be about your business, your relationship, I don't know, the house isn't tidy, whatever you want it to be. And then I, and then I draw another circle, a bigger circle on the right hand side of the page and I say, well, do you know what, what's your desired outcome? What do you actually want from, you know, what do you actually want? And then what they realize is this is when they kind of disengage from their problem and they really, really write what it is that they want. And this is where they dream big. And, you know, they'll realize, wow, I didn't realize I wanted to go on a holiday. Oh, oh, you know, I didn't realize that, um, you know, I really want good eyesight. It's different for everyone. After the nub that, sometimes the problem and the outcome can be the opposite. Sometimes they're actually not related at all. So then I write, so then I say, okay, I go back to the left hand side where we've, drew, where we've drawn the, pro, um, the problem and I say, you know what? What are two obstacles that are getting in your way from actually achieving your desired outcome? And this is where they'll straight away, two things, I'll go, okay, you know, this is one of my problems, this is my second problem. They'll just know it straight off. And then from there, I go back to the right hand side and I say, okay, what are two things, two action steps you can take today? And they can be very, very small things that will actually allow you to get to your desired outcome. And again, there, there are things that they know that they can do straight away. So what they have in front of them right there is a really easy process to actually get them from A to B. And what is awesome is that they have actually done this themselves. It hasn't been me as someone to telling them what to do. They've actually thought, no, this is where I am at. This is, this is what I need. And that just allowed them to connect with them. Now, when that happens, there is a really clear mind that they become present to who they are, to what they want, um, to what's going on. And then you actually start functioning from there. So when you have that connection, like with yourself, and you, you are able to work with someone in such a, it's kind of like a really clean slate, a clean foundation, everything's out of the way, and you're able to work where you actually need to start working from. And so what I've realized with this process is, it's, you can do it on yourself, you can do it with someone, but then you can actually start doing it as a team. And when the team start doing it, you actually re you actually start listening in such a different way that you're actually hearing what they're saying, not really making up in your mind what you already think is actually happening. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because because automatically, I suppose we tend to run ahead of ourselves, and we think we know what they're thinking, and we're almost almost tempted to open our mouths and tell them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, and, and it's like, and you know, so I'm going to give you an example in clinic. I had a young girl come in and, you know, most people associate chiropractic with back pain, right? So she comes in and, you know, she's, she's, has headaches. Okay. And then when I actually asked her, what's your major problem? Her actual major problem was anxiety. And, you know, that, that is like, wow. Okay. And it actually stopped her from socializing. It stopped her from going out shopping because she was actually really anxious in large crowds. 
And I thought, wow, interesting. If I actually didn't stop to listen and to ask, you know, what is your actual major problem? I would have, you know, that's something that would have been totally uncovered and that would have just kept ongoing and the foundation would have not been really clean. And then when I asked her, you know, what do you actually really want to do? She said, I actually really want to travel. And it was like, it, it even blew her away. And it's just amazing that when she became present to that, Brian, and she connected with herself, she comes in the next the next consult and she's like, yeah, I can go shopping at any time now, which was so huge for her. And then she actually started to start investigating where she's um, going on holidays and they're actually going to Canada at the end of this year. So it's something as simple as that, but that gets something really, really big out of the way. So imagine if you had one, if you had a team, right? And, you know, we all have different personalities. We have all different stuff, you know, that we bring from home or whatever's happening for us. But imagine if you started every day on just a clean slate and then actually took it from there. It's actually quite amazing. That's fascinating. I mean, it's a simple process superficially, but in actual fact what you're doing is digging down emotionally quite deep is the way I see it. Um, so, so that in itself... What you're saying is you can apply this in, in multiple situations uh, as an individual or, or whatever? Yeah, you can, uh, you can apply it individually, you can apply it as a team, and then you can actually look, start looking at the structure of your actual business and you go, okay, you know what, what's actually the major problem in my business? Where do I actually want it to go? And then, and then that kind of resets you to go, okay, this is what I'm doing, this is my message, this is how we're actually going to do it. And when, you know, when you say it gets quite deep, you're right. And I think the awesome thing about this one is it kind of cuts out, if we say emotion, sometimes um, I find, this may be my type of work, I'm not sure, but people can get stuck in their emotion or stuck in their thought process. Mm -hmm. This is a great way to go, you know, what's actually happening, acknowledge the emotion, but then not actually carry it with you. Just go, yep, this is what I actually need to do. Yeah, that makes that makes sense because you think emotion, you relate to something that's you know you're passionate about or that's causing you anxiety, and you sort of straight away you connect to it. So you're hanging on to it. What you're talking about is actually letting it go, so that you can actually work through this process and actually like that example you mentioned, plan a holiday yeah. and start going shopping. Wow, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's quite a sophisticated process. In fact, although I, when I was trying to explain may not have done it well, is it, it, it appears to be a very simple way of doing it. It's much easier a big strategic plan than a whiteboard, isn't it? Uh, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. It's really, and the awesome thing about this, Brian, though, is when you do it yourself, like when you just really go, what's the first one that comes in and you do it yourself, a lot of stuff just clears, a lot of patterns clear from your mind. And I think it's interesting because I think one of being, particularly being a clinician and with how I work may be a bit different in that I really include, okay, well, what's happening for this person emotionally, nutritionally, what's happening in their environment because it all does lock up in your physiology. And what I've actually learned is what's going on in the mind plays a big, big role with how we actually move forward in all aspects of our lives. So... It, and, but you have to do it yourself. If I, if someone else does it for you, it doesn't actually work. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that engagement, I suppose, mm -hmm. that we were talking about before we went on air. Where, yes. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't have ownership, then you don't connect. Mm -mm. Right. Fantastic. That, that's that's brilliant. Right. Now, I've got a list of questions for you, but you you covered a lot of ground, so I, I might yeah. sort of give you a bit of free running here because. 
Was there anything? Yeah. We, 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 I was going to say to you, you know, how is connection leverage? I, I guess you've sort of covered that really in what you've I, been through. Yeah. Was there any, anything you wanted to add to that or you feel yeah, you would address I that? Yeah, I do. Um, it, I'll add a little bit more, if that's okay. Please. Yeah, please. Do um, so I think when, when first, um, I always used to think leverage was something that I, like it was like an advantage point. It's like how can I take advantage of the situation or how can I do something that makes me a winner or like, you know, we have a great outcome out of it. And that was, that was really how I actually used to think about leverage. And it wasn't until I actually did this and I went, hold on, this, you know, this is actually something quite deeper. It's not about taking advantage of the situation at all. And, and I really got, you know, when people say, Brian, you know, well, what are your customers' problems and how can you serve them? Mm-hmm. When I actually understood this, I got that to a deeper level. And for me, leverage is when you really understand your customers' problems so you can actually really really help them for where they're at and once you help them for where they're at then you know that's actually a really clean foundation to start with and for that to happen that connection needs to happen so in that connection builds um it, it, it builds a presence for them which you know it's it they're so grateful for and so when when i was doing this i was looking at different ways you can lever things and i came across um the analogy of a seesaw you know where it's like you've got the connection pivot in the middle you press on one in on one side and the other side goes up on a seesaw mm-hmm. yeah and then when, when i was actually reading into the le- the law of leverage i was i don't ask but i was going into the mathematics of it all but it made so much sense. So if, so if you think of the connection in that middle, you need that pivot in the middle, right? And that pivot is our connection. Now, if you have a small pivot, the connection is, you know, it's, it's, it's a small, yeah, it's, you, do, you don't go as high. But if you have a bigger pivot right in that middle, you're actually going to get a greater lever. So you're going to be able to lift more things. So that's when I go, wow, if you have a bigger connection with someone, you've actually got more leverage. So that was that that's the that's the analogy going into kind of like the diagrams and the mathematics, well not really the mathematics, but you know, how it works in that way. It it makes absolute sense because they all you know, the the people you talk to got contemporary views on things like marketing and sales would say, find out what your client's problem is, offer them a solution. What you're saying is get them to volunteer almost from their unconscious what their major problem is. Yeah. Um, what is their big dream? Yep. And then what are the specific obstacles in the way that they can get started on and take some action now? So it's really a brilliant way of addressing that particular process, I think. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about that. I really love it. Um, so, so thank you for that. Now, I know that you've got some techniques you use and so forth, which you find yeah. really helpful. I wonder, yeah. is now the time to perhaps lead into that? You can yeah. share share that with us. Again, it's a pen and pencil, pencil and um, pen and paper time, guys. <laughs> yeah. And and so this is, I actually want to share with you um, another thing that I personally do to help with um, me. So I do a morning ritual, and I would love to share that. Um, and, you know, you may have heard this before, but honing this in is actually huge because you actually are present to yourself. And when you're present to yourself, you're actually starting that clean slate in the morning, Brian. And so what I do do is I actually get up and I always, every morning, I write down five things that I'm really grateful for. And so, again, this can be anything. It, you know, I don't have to stress about it. In the early days, I used to really stress about it. 
But now I just write, you know what, what are five things I'm grateful for? It could be my bed, it could be sleep, a roof over my head, you know, it could be some, it could be I'm talking to you today, Brian, you know, I'm, I'm able to share my message with, with people today. So it could be anything. And then from there, I actually then go, it's like, okay, you know what, I, I, I need to create more time for myself. So if I have a really busy schedule, I need to create more time. And I write three, um, three sentences. And the first one is, is I eliminate. And I write, okay, what am I going to eliminate today that's actually going to give me more time? And it could be anything from, you know, doing a task to actually having thoughts in my head. Because sometimes if I have chatter in my head, Brian, that actually slows me down. And mm -hmm. if I can get one thought out of my head, I just go, you know what? It is so much easier. So that's that. And then I write, okay, what can I delegate today? And so one of the things I'm learning to do is delegate, delegate, delegate. And it's like, okay, what's one thing that I, you know, someone else can do so much better than me? And once I do that, it's just so much easier. You know, there's, there's this pressure that's actually taken off, but it really allows me to what I actually need to do in, in practice. And the third, third thing I write down is, okay, what am I going to automate today that's actually going to give me more time? You know, it could be something like, you know, do I have to put stuff in, do I have to write something in my schedule or, do, you know, do I have to make my process of people ringing in a little bit, you know, different? What do I have to automate today that makes, you know, life just so much easier for me? And then from there, for me, with um, the community and uh, as a whole is really, really, uh, it's an integral part for where, where I play, particularly with my business. So the next question I actually ask myself is, well, how am I actually going to make a difference today for my community? And that, for when I answer that one, Brian, it can really start with, wow, you know, what am I actually going to do to myself? Because if I do something for myself, I'm actually doing it. I'm allowing someone else to do it too. If someone else does it, it allows someone else to do it, which means, okay, you know, how am I actually contributing to my to my community today? And then my final question is right at the end of the day, I actually write, you know what, it's what did I give, contribute to the life of the people that I met today? And when I write this down, this is something where I, you know, it's kind of like an acknowledgement of self as well. And as I write this down, I, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, how could I have done this better? Or is there a way, um, I could improve it? Uh, they're, they're things that are actually ticking in my mind. So as I go through this process every morning, it really allows me to just have a clean slate, to be present, to connect with myself, which allows me then to actually be able to connect with others and then, and hold a space for them to connect with themselves. That's beautiful. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. it makes absolute sense and I can hear your enthusiasm for it. It obviously works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's a process you do daily. Yeah. Um, can I, can I dig a little bit deeper and say, yeah, when it. do you do this? Is this first thing when you wake up or do you do it when you sit at the desk or before um, you have breakfast or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so I, um, my morning routine is I wake up at five. Mm -hmm. And so I go out and do my exercise for 30 to 45 minutes. And then when I come back is that's when I actually sit up and I do it. And it's usually in front of my desk. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, but that's that's actually how I've, how I've been doing it. Uh, okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. It's wherever um, I, wherever yeah. you release, wherever you feel you can release yourself. I suppose yeah. to do these and things. Yeah. I do. It's really funny. I, I wake up really early because I actually find it's like if there's actually even less chatter outside, I can't actually explain it, but you know when you're up at five and no one else is really up? 
Mm. You just feel like you can, um, you know, you've got that space and that quietness and that time and it it just feels like you've just got that energy to do it. Whereas you say by 9am comes in and if I haven't done it by then, it's actually a little bit harder for me because, you know, I've heard, I hear the cars outside. There's all, you know, I've had interactions with people. There's all these things and that's just taken away a little bit from my game. And yeah, that's why I wake up really early because it feels like it's just quieter. It's like, it's like, you know, hey, it's like you don't hear other people's mind chatter. That's the only way I can explain it. It makes sense to me. I, I, I wake at that sort of time and we have a similar ritual in some respects. I do yeah. a bit of exercise to keep my body working and a bit of meditation. And the fact you, it's a privileged time. You almost feel, well, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit on the, on, on the indulgent side, but you, you feel rather privileged that you're there. Uh, and it's a secret almost, you know, you're in that bit of space yourself. That is so true. Yes. Yes. That is before, very, very true. Yeah. Before those emails start flying in the box, you, know, you, almost <laughs> have, a, you have a sixth sense. <laughs> the stuff I want, how do I get rid of the junk? So you do it before the junk mail arrives, basically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Fabulous. That, that's, that's something I, I like and I'm going to, I'm going to actually definitely going to practice that. I like it. That's great. Fantastic. Um, that, that's, that's, uh, now we've, we've got through, actually got through my agenda fairly awesome. quickly, but, but in a fascinating way, because I love the stories you've related and I know that we could chat for ages, but is there anything you'd like to add at this point? Um, you may be sitting there reflecting, so I didn't say this or I could add that. Not at the moment, Brian, unless you have any more questions. No, I mean, you, you, you've bubbled into it and given it so, so simply as if you've got the perfect script in front of you. You haven't got an auto-reader there, have you? <laughs> I wish I did. I'm actually looking <laughs> for one, so if you've got one, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's the mirror. But, um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's nothing to except to say that Teresa has a website with some information, I believe. Teresa, is that right? You're, you're um, happy for people to dig yeah, in and have, have yeah. a look at so mm. some of the things. What what can they find there, and how can they how can they get to it? Okay, so they can get to it with www.drtherese.com.au. And what I'll actually post up, Brian, is I'll actually post up my morning ritual. How does that sound? So everyone can get to that and have a look. And I'll actually um, I'll also they can find that information of the sheet with with, with the circles of process that we actually went through today. Wow, fantastic! You are well prepared. Yeah, lovely. Um, so Therese is spelled T-H-E-R-E-S-E. That's correct, yeah, isn't that's it? Correct. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, look, Therese, I'd just like to say thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed that session. I'm sure we'll have another one uh, later. Um, so it's, it's been delightful. Really chatted, to, enjoyed chatting with you and, uh, and indebted to you for giving us so much of your time. I know you're a very, very busy person and I've, I've had to pursue you for some time <laughs> to get to find this time. So I am grateful. I'm, I'm sure everyone else um, who's listened will join with me in saying uh, it really has been a privilege having the opportunity to get to know you a little, um, hearing your words of wisdom, no question about it, and uh, and, and just suggest, just recommending that people do go to that website and have a look at that process and uh, see if that can help them. So in, in closing, any final observation or statement you'd like to make, Therese? Um, have a fabulous day. Keep on going. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's my closing statement. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I promise Enjoy. I should do my best. So thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you once again. So, so this is Brian Keane from Franchise Simply signing off. Looking forward to being with you when we interview uh, for our next Franchise Radio.